Hey folks, just wanted to let you know that this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up for a free trial at Audible.com where you can hear one of thousands and thousands of audiobook titles. Uh, for example, last week we talked about Game of Thrones. You could hear them right on Audible.com. If you want to support the podcast, all you got to do is sign up for a free trial at audibletrial.com slash adventurepants. That's it. Audibletrial.com dot com slash adventure pants you sign up you get a free audiobook if you decide you like the service you can continue and pay for it if you decide you don't like it all you got to do is cancel the membership within 30 days and it will cost you nothing josh was on the program last week uh is an audible user so i brought him in to tell you a little bit about audible.com and what he thinks of it oh i absolutely love it i'm currently doing the free trial and i just downloaded a book uh it's bram stoker's dracula mm-hmm. and tim curry does the voice of Abraham Van Helsing. That's pretty fantastic. it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So remember, the only thing you got to do is sign up for a free trial, audibletrial.com slash adventurepants. And if you send me your receipts uh, after signing up for a free trial, just copy it into an email and send it over to me. Uh, it's trip, T-R-I-P-P, at umd.edu. All you got to do is send me your receipt, and I will give you a free sticker of Adventure Pants. So please check out audibletrial.com slash adventurepants. Adventure Pants is intended for a mature audience. Any views espoused in the following podcast are held solely by the speaker and shouldn't be taken seriously. After all, we're just having fun. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Adventure Pants, the very special episode number 10. We finally hit double digits. Uh, with me this week is Mr. Chris Overton. Hello, hello. And I believe the uh, the tale we have this week involves uh, musical debauchery, or is it music and debauchery? That's probably more accurate. More yeah. accurate. Okay. Separate. Yeah, separate, they come together. Se- separate very nicely. And then joined. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't we jump right to it? Let's get right into this week's adventure. All right, well, as most, you know, 21-year-olds did in 2008, I went on a brief REM tour. and um, An which, REM tour? That's right. You know, it was, there were two shows back-to-back and sandwiched between one or two others here or there. Okay. But, um, yeah, you know, I well, all, all my friends like to, you know. <laughs> oh, I, 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 no judgment. I follow bands on tour all the time. So. Right. No, I mean, but my friends like, oh, I'm on tour for a couple months, you know, with like a cool hip band of the moment, mm-hmm. not the, um, you know, middle-aged rem tour whiny, as, as whiny, i was on whiny bald men of the 90s that's right um but that's what i prefer so that's what i did um it all started let's see we had i had met i had driven from vermont to mm. parkburg west virginia to pick up my friend to drive back to new york city which looking back logistically made absolutely zero sense <laughs> um that's a I, lot of excess driving sure it was and i was losing money the whole time by doing it by not working so um went picked her up because you know i have conned one or two people over the years to liking rem and or going to a show with me sure um, so i had i had accomplished that yet again i was very proud of myself so we got the back-to-back shows and oh, we know we didn't we hadn't bought the tickets yet but we had we had purchased tickets for the madison square garden show okay one night and i had you know since i had, could recite you the uh the lineup of where they were performing i knew that there was the philly show the night before um so we went to go stay with my former college roommate in 
Long Island is where she lived. Um, but she's from Brooklyn and hated every part of Long Island. And so we'll we'll get to the the travel that it takes to get from Long Island into the city and back, which, which is, is not easy. And it's just a blast and cheap too. Yeah. Um, I always love paying fifteen dollars just to get to somewhere and then having to pay it again <laughs> just to get back. Um, so we had, you know, we'd made our little venture across across mm-hmm. state through the mountains and showed up in Manhattan, which always love just accidentally following Tom Tom right through Manhattan when you have, you know, some sort of anti-Bush sticker, but yet West Virginia <laughs> license plate in your car and you look like confused 21-year-olds and everybody's always very understanding and receptive to that. I've, I've noticed that there, that they're like a super kind people. There's, there's, if, if you're wearing, a, you know, anything that's not New York related, they're, they're really loving and they don't, they definitely don't swear at you and give you the finger. No, and it and it's not one of those... You know, they've got probably their, their regular thoughts and one-liners or whatever for, you know, the mass holes from Massachusetts or anybody close by. But I figure they, they're definitely thrown by that, you know, one yeah. West Virginia car they see. Or Absolutely. Especially when it's trying to make, you know, right right turns on red lights and, and everything <laughs> that you're supposed to do in downtown New York City. Block the box. They sure, definitely like when you do that. All of it, you know. So after getting through that nightmare and actually making it to, uh, to Long Island... We decided that we had time the next day to do the. We're just going to go to Philly and just mm-hmm. see if we could get excited enough tickets. We didn't have tickets. Um, at this point, somehow they'd made a slight resurgence throughout the the country, and some of the 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 Garden Show was sold out. the The Philly show was nearing sellout, so I didn't know if we'd even get tickets. But I showed up. We got there, and it started out well because I was I was the piece of shit who didn't. I think this was on a Thursday. And I got paid, or maybe a Wednesday. This was a Wednesday. I got direct deposit paid on Friday. Mm-hmm. So my friend was just covering all expenses until Friday, and then I was covering all expenses for the rest of the weekend after that. You know, so that what's that's the part that makes the story sound like we're actually twenty one. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I'll so cover we were, everything, and then and then you cover everything. It'll be fine. Yeah, and then at one point I was while she was covering everything. I think she was like twenty and a half. I was twenty one and a half or whatever. So I'm you know using this Jessica Hickson debit card to buy the beers at Madison Square Garden <laughs> with my West Virginia, you know, hi, I'm a boy ID. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was all. That worked? Oh, it worked great. Yeah. They don't, yeah. They don't check the ID. I don't know. That's bizarre. It, it worked great. I can't think that works anymore. Nope. Getting $9 Miller Lights all night wasn't a problem. <laughs> um, loving every second of it. But so we went to, went to the Philly show and, uh, Rolling up like ballers, because all we had to do, or all we had to pay parking was this $100 bill. <laughs> so this should have this should have really foreshadowed the whole thing. But we got there, and um, this is going to make me sound like a piece of shit, but when you really think about it, it was it all evens out in the world. But we got there, and so we paid this $10 parking charge with a $100 bill. Yeah. And so she's she's going through her stack. She's got just tons of 20s. So she's 20, 40, 60, 80, looking for a 10 to give us change. Just looking, looking, looking. So it's 20, 40, 60, 80, and 100 makes 180. There you go. And I, Jesse didn't notice it, and I look, and I'm like, Jesse, fucking drive, 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 go. So we had just made 80, we had made 90, 80, 90 dollars before Wait, we Wait, she got handed it. you 180? The 100 back, our 100 dollar bill yeah. back. Plus eighty dollars for our troubles. <laughs> Sitting through the line. So she, for five she was counting twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, and she saw the hundred and thought it was a ten. And ten makes ninety, but and one hundred makes one eighty. <laughs> so we yeah, so we just made eighty dollars there. Oh man. Yeah. And I was feel like all my friends have these tail or I don't know, everybody can scheme. Like I yeah. I, I would get way too nervous and show yeah. my 
yeah. poker face at that point. And, but nope. I was like, we got to go. Book it. Book it. <laughs> so we booked it. <laughs> I mean, so, honestly, I, I don't even know that you uh, $100, you know, that's a lot of money. But they just just beat, beat you about the head when you pay parking for a concert. I mean, it's absurd the amount think, of money see, that they charge my, you. This is my ethical point yeah. where I didn't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yes, I just stole, I guess, if you want to call that. <laughs> yeah. $80 from parking, but really they were charging people $10 for the privilege of parking the only place you could park to go to the show. Right. Unless you cabbed it, which would be even more expensive. And if you so. parked there at any other time of day, it would be, you know, well, I guess it's New York, it's probably not that cheap. But well, in other. Philly, so oh, the, okay. the yeah, Center, yeah, yeah. what they call the Man Center now. Okay. Later, so, so if you're there parking, like during, if it was a normal parking stand, you might be $10 to park for the whole day yeah. in Philadelphia. Exactly. Or yeah. So it's it's already you know grossly overcharged. It is. It's I'm not. I'm not feeling sympathy for them no. at this point. Um. So we get in there. We we park in a little area. I think I had actually just gone to some you know real music festival and felt like a badass. You know, as you do when you hop around to a couple and sure. so you're in that frame of mind. Um. So we were you know doing our thing. Our you know unspeakable extracurriculars, chugging them down with just I believe I I'd, I'd say a warm bottle of whiskey. <laughs> But hot is probably the the, the better. <laughs> Been term. in a trunk for four hours. Yeah, because we were boiling back there. Right, we were running a little late, and we had to. Oh, we didn't have tickets. We had to go like scheme some tickets, and we yeah. didn't want to waste a lot of time. So we're just doing shit, chugging them down with hot Gatorade and some sort of whiskey <laughs> that isn't anything that I would drink. I'm sure it came in a plastic bottle, so you know, made it even better. The good stuff, really. The good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up on. Well, my grandpa apparently. My, my granddad drank a lot of granddads in the day, so I that's see. what I, I would see. You know, we get as fucked up as we can, well, preparing to get as fucked up as we can, Sure. you know, for a little bit there, and uh, so we were running up to go get some tickets, and standing in line to get some, I think there were still some general mission, 30, 35 buck tickets or whatever, so we were standing in line to get that, and um, this guy had some extra tickets, he was like, you guys need tickets, whatever, and um, so Jesse's in line, I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I go over, and he's like... I'm figure out that I need to get hurt. I'm like, Jesse, come on. This guy over here with the tickets. Well, he's like, could you not fucking shout about it? And <laughs> like, all right. With the illegal and the scalping and whatever. Um, especially when you're not like a real scalper. He's right. just like, shut the fuck up. I'm just some dude with a couple tickets. Let's yeah. not shout about it all yeah. day. Um, I just want to get rid of them. I'm not trying to make money here. Exactly. Like, yeah. And to that point, he really wasn't trying to make money because they were I'm pretty sure it was like $35 just general mission lawn seats. Yeah. And um, we... He ended up because of change, and there wasn't a five dollar change. He gave us two tickets for thirty bucks. So at this point, if you're following along with the math of this, we just got two tickets to what we thought was going to be or was soon to be a sold out RAM show for um, thirty dollars. So we're, I'd say we're down fifty, but we've only profited fifty dollars. We're down thirty, <laughs> so we've only profited fifty dollars at this point. Right. For the whole show, so we're still being paid fifty dollars to just go watch, you know, my favorite band. So we use um. By the time all was said and done, I think we still each walked out of there with $10 in our hands after <laughs> buying a bunch of, you know, buying some beer and sure, sure. a hot dog or something when we got in there. Um, but so we had these lawn seats and walking on the way up to get to our real seats. I think, I don't know if the set had just started or Mod I think Modest Mouse was, was finishing or something. So, um, so we thought, we just assumed the people hadn't showed up yet, but we were walking through like the actual, not the super reserve, like yeah. really got to pass the ushers, but still a real seat. So those seats were walking up, and there were just these two empty seats on the aisle. And I was yeah. like, Jesse, let's just sit here. When somebody comes, we'll be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just keeping them warm for you. Yeah, exactly. And we'd move on up. Well, they never came. We ended up still at this point, you know, 
making 10, 15 bucks a piece. We sat in reserve seats the whole time, <laughs> drank a bunch of really good victory beer, and then we were out of that show and feeling great and made a little money and saw a show. And so we're still profiting for the whole weekend sure. at this point. So that's great. So, um, so that show's done. We, you know, we have to, but then we have to drive from, from Philly to, to Long Island, which was, was interesting. We got there, but we got just rip shitted that night. So, the big show is the next night and we wake up and, and, you know, feeling great, but we've got, and we're like, Oh damn it. We got to go see him again in the garden. Like <laughs> I can barely function, but and you uh, had tickets to that one. We had okay. like hundred dollar tickets to that one. Okay. But I, you know, super cool fan club pre-sale. I got you. Yep. Went all dork and got the best seats I could get, sure, which sure. were still a little far back for my taste, but, um, it was, it was cool. And so we, we did that. We did the whole show. Um, but so I had come, because I had gone to Parkersburg, I think I'd seen some friends who were moving out of an apartment, and I got this random box of just grab bag bad beer and liquor, mm-hmm. and it from New Year's Eve of years yeah. past, multiple years past. Yeah, that bottle of like creme de menthe that somebody brought. I was like, I'm gonna make grasshoppers, and then the grasshoppers never get made, and someone ends up with a bottle of creme de menthe for six years. Right. Yeah. Well, luckily I had the 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 best three dollar bottle of champagne that they could afford, and. You know, so this is 2008, probably 2005, 2006. Yeah. Um, so a few well, other a vintage things. then, really. No, it was a, yeah, I mean, it was aging well, um, you know, underneath the cabinet somewhere and been like, well, we're going to throw this out. I'm du- like, I'll take your box of booze. Directly over a heating vent. That's right. Yeah, with some <laughs> wine that was just vinegar at this point. Um, so we had brought, so I brought that and um, super classy. My my old roommate, Julie, and a couple of friends like went to go see some movie on the square or whatever, mm-hmm. went to some, see, some movie outside. And um, we wanted to bring the champagne into the city for our, our adventures after the show or whatever the hell we thought yeah. we were going to do. I don't know. But made Julie carry around this $3 bottle of three-year-old champagne in a purse <laughs> while watching the movie all night. <laughs> so we do the whole – we go to the show. We do our thing. You yeah. know, I'm buying beer on 20-year-old girl's credit card all night. And um, It we still boggles my mind that that worked. That was fantastic. I can – Yeah. I feel like that was the easiest thing to do this whole weekend. I was like, well, sure, I got a few beers. That's fine. <laughs> um, tell your mom it was pizza. When you the <laughs> statements. Um, so, so, I mean, the, like, I had, like, I'm starting to diverge, but, like, I we went to a show not too long ago where they give you, like, a wristband and you can only buy, I think, four beers. And that's awful. We got the wristbands and she started to mark my. My it was like she put an X on there, and she made she started to touch it with a sharpie, and I was like, I'm not buying a beer yet. I just wanted to get a wristband because last night the lines were really long for the wristbands. And she's like, Oh, okay. So there's this like one little stray mark on the thing. So later I hit the show. I went and I got went and got two beers, and they put the two X's on. I went back to my seats, drank the beers. About an hour later, I go back to get two more beers, and I'm like, Oh, like, like yeah, two more. And it's the same booth I went to, and they're like, Oh, okay. Oh wait, we can't give you two. And I was like, why? Like, we well, already bought another one. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And they're like, well, there's a mark there. I'm like, yeah, but it's not an X. And it's a straight. It's a straight. Yeah. And I was like, it's just a straight pen mark. And I explained what had happened, and the woman was like, I don't believe you. Who did that? And I was like, I don't know, some woman, uh, you know, <laughs> Melissa from Booth Five. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I didn't get her name and badge number and be like, I'm sorry. But I was like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and fight you over this. Like, if you only were going to sell me one beer, that's fine. But I'm telling you, like, as a person who I think I appear pretty sober, I've had two beers to drink in here. Right. Like, I, I, I bought them from out, you. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, like, I, I, 
whatever you want to do to make yourself happy, but I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm not lying to you to get to buy the privilege of a nine dollar beer from you. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry, you can't buy it. Like, all right, well, thanks. Can you dance around that anyway and just like rip off your bracelet and go get? it? I suppose one? you could go get a whole new bracelet. Yeah. Oh. So I'm the only one scheming. I'm just sitting here scheming. I, I, but it, how to get honestly, that, like, like I'm not a big beer in the show guy because I'm always like I'm such a cheap ass that I'm like I can't possibly spend thirty five dollars on beer in here. Like it just makes me mad. Delicious high life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A and, Bud Select. And, and, right. You know, and and like occasionally I get lucky at a venue where you get like a double beer for eight dollars. It's like okay, well four dollars a beer is not right, obscenely yeah. priced, but I'm but it's always you know it's like oh we got Molson that's twelve dollars. That's a, that's a, that's an import. Molson, where are you going to shows, Molson? Uh, <laughs> we got Molson, Labatt Blue, and yeah, uh, in, some Schlitz in Seattle. <laughs> in Seattle, they had the uh, they I have the uh, they got the Molson and the Labatt, Canada, which is great. Yeah. Very close to Canada. But you know, it just oh, I actually I've been to a show in Canada too, so I bought it there. Yeah. But it's like you know, I'm not I'm just not gonna pay you forty dollars to drink four beers. Like it's like I'm there's no way that's going to keep me like properly buzzed for the show, so I might as well just say f it. So, but but I'm so like I'll, every time I buy beer, I run into some sort of fiasco with like, oh sorry, you have to get your bracelet at that booth, and it's like twenty miles away, and they're like you have to walk all the way over there and then walk all the way back here to buy the beer because we're the only beer tent, but that's the only beer bracelet station. So you being able to buy it with someone else's credit card. Yeah, when I, I mean, I barely look 21 mind. now. So when I was 21, I was really looking, you know, 18 or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, no, not a problem. Yeah, that's with impressive. my West Virginia ID and some bank that they've never heard of yeah. before. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't care. <laughs> Makes sense. So the champagne's being schlepped around. You're, you're in right, the garden. You know, by I've, I've contracted out that service. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, the whole show itself was fairly. I mean, it was eventful as far as you know for me and the music and all that. Sure. But, Nothing else crazy besides the beer, and we get out. So we meet up with Julian. Just figured out that you know, if we go somewhere, I might just vomit on the whole wait staff. <laughs> so we should probably go home. Yeah. So we get on the, the Long Island Railroad, which most people call the L I double R. We call it the Lure. Yeah. Um. So we get on the Lure, one of the the late night ones. It's actually a very like you get in there after riding around a bunch of New York subways, and it's very nice. There's seats that you could imagine have only been peed on a few times. Mm-hmm. And so you feel very comfortable and it's all very nice. You know, up it, at that point at, at one or two in the morning heading out to Long Island, it's not the business travel. It's, you know, some shitty 20 somethings on, sure. on the, on the railroad. And so we're going out and we're sitting there on, so it's three, three apart, but this girl was already beside it. So it's, it's, some random girl, and then Jesse and me, and then across the aisle, Julie and some people, and she had, like, a family, an actual family, like, facing her, so they must have been out for a late night dinner, yeah. or they went to the show or something, I don't know, but it was, you know, a guy and his, you know, 40, 50-year-old parents or whatever. Yeah. So there was a nice mix of people there, but at some point, we're riding along, we're like, well, why don't we bust out that champagne that we never drank? So we're like, well, that sounds like a good idea, and I can't figure out why that won't work. Yeah. Well... Long story short, apparently, warm champagne doesn't necessarily just pop off and lightly fizzle out like you win the, like, you know, you've just won a big race. It fucking exploded all over the place, yes. all over the car. Um, so I felt like I just won the Indianapolis 500, <laughs> and I was feeling great. And then, so it started to go out, and I'm, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And um, actually, uh, no, I must have been sitting right next to the girl that we didn't know, because I started apologizing to the two girls that I'm friends with. I'm like, did I get anything on you? I'm so sorry. And I'm just holding this whole bottle of champagne right to the left as I, as it's spewing out. 
And then I look over and Julie's just like shyly pointing to my left. And I had just been spraying this girl in the face <laughs> for like 45 <laughs> seconds with the wor- with cheapest champagne that money could buy. Oh, man. And it is just spraying her. But she doesn't seem to mind. And that's the, the funniest part. I'm just looking at it and I'm like. Hey, my bad. Yep, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'd kill me. I I don't know if you'd kill me, but I would kill yeah, me. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't even look her in the face. Um, but she really didn't make much of a reaction. I think, you know, she wiped some, some drippings off of her face, and then that was, like, the extent of it at that point. And, uh, would you like to drink some now? Re- oh, that... <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so we, we stash it away. So Julie crotches the shit out of that. Yeah. And, like, what? What champagne? Nothing happened. Yeah. Someone leaked all over this part of the car. <laughs> but um, the mouthy, you know, 20-something-year-old with his parents was just like, what the hell did you think was going to happen when you o- opened up a warm bottle of champagne? I was like, well, obviously I was not aware. I don't drink a lot of champagne. <laughs> The whole putting in a nice thing is making a lot more sense to me at the moment. Yeah, but at you, the time, you could have also just been like, "Oh, why are you drinking a lot of champagne somewhere, son?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's teach me the ways, sir. <laughs> Mom um, and dad are like, "Yeah, Tim, you're only 17 years old. Why don't you explain <laughs> to us why you know so much about champagne?" Yeah, exactly. But no, just judgmental looks and just stare <laughs> like, "How dare you?" And I was like, "Well, obviously, we this have is not. just come from a night of theater, <laughs> right, and the then followed by steaks <laughs> and fish." filet for my wife who doesn't need steak and how dare you do this in front of us never coming back to this i never knew such things could happen in such a grand city like you're lucky somebody didn't just walk by and just shit beside you <laughs> like when you were walking through downtown. just drop trow yeah. and go yeah but uh <laughs> so there was some some awkward like five minutes in between all of all of this until the girl had come too but there was so much commotion i didn't realize apparently how pissed drunk she was and some she was like hey Hey, you still have that bottle of champagne? And all of our first instincts was, yeah, Julie, get it. You want some? Here, there's plenty left. And it only fizzed out like a third of it. You yeah. want some? So sorry again, by the way. And she was like, no, no, I want, no, that's awful. And um, long story short, she ended up demanding that I pay for her dry cleaning. And I, again, didn't have any money because jesse was financing everything sure um i'd already spent the 15 dollars that i had made from the philly show yeah and um so i was like no really i don't have any money blah 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 and she was like you just you you're just carrying champagne around you know you have money blah 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 and i was like oh no let's get into the story of the champagne it might have cost three dollars and it's a few years old while it is a vintage at this point um i don't i don't think we're on the same level here and um she so she but i'm Still apologize. Like, I'm not getting antagonistic. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I honestly don't. I think I pulled out my wallet and showed it to her. At one point, I was like, see, there's nothing inside. And believe me, these cards aren't going to get you anyway. You can have my maxed out credit cards. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm a currently a sales associate at a moderately sized retail store. So, um, yeah, no luck. Sorry. But while it's, I'm like, so I'm starting to scramble to be like, all right, Jesse, you want to throw me 20 bucks or something to give her? I feel really bad. So Jessie, at this point, she turns to me, she looks at her with this disgust in her face. She's like, oh, fuck that bitch. Look at that dragonfly dress. She's wearing goddamn dragonfly. She's not getting a dime to clean that dress. And I'm like, oh, damn it. So I've got it. So she's still pissed because, you know, there's still champagne dripping from her bangs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting my friend next just criticizing her outfit for the evening. Like, well... Uh, maybe if it was a pretty dress, but not with dragonflies. I mean, dragonflies, really. And I'm like, God 
<laughs> and I'm just sitting in the middle of the, of the cattiness. Yeah. And um, feeling really bad. And, the, and, you know, the story wraps up with we still haven't some guy comes through and checks your tickets as they yeah. walk through. And um, and I thought this was when it was all going to come crashing down yeah. for us. And Julie tells the stories of like, you know, oh, people do way worse shit than this in here all the sure. time. But it looks like the nicer of the, you know, subway cars or whatever. So I feel like. You know, maybe maybe you're exaggerating. The, I, I don't know. I, I feel I still feel like something terrible is going to happen, yeah. especially when you know those in charge come through. And there's half like when it all happened, like half of the half of the car was cheering us, being like, "Pass it up here," and the other half was disgusted, like the the, the fella and his parents yeah. were just you know we're awful. This is what's wrong with the country. Champagne and, is only for the upper crust, you see. Right. Oh, look at those elitists. <laughs> they just they don't even care. <laughs> when he comes through, like people are. I think a few of the upset people had told him about, you know, our shenanigans in the back of the car. And I was like, oh, it's all coming. It's all coming. And he gets to us and he just steps right over a large puddle of champagne, looks me in the eye and goes, tickets, tickets. And I was like, oh, here you go. (laughs) This point, I've become one of the classier people in there because the girl, well, dragonfly girl, apparently (laughs) not only like she sort of had a ticket that might have passed as valid, except that the like she didn't. It, it wasn't really so then, but he was going to let her by and then be like, so she, he's, he's like, where are you going? And it's like Baldwin or something, some stop that we had already passed or we yeah. were going the wrong way from. And yeah. he's just like, you're not even close to where you want to go. We're going the opposite direction. You're going to be on this train for the next hour and a half. <laughs> if you're actually trying to get back there. Yeah. For, and there might be one more train running out. I don't know. She So Dragonfly Girl had her own problems to deal with <laughs> at that point. And I was now a fine, upstanding gentleman that had paid for his ticket yeah. and... and all, all was well in the world at the end because he did not seem to care. Stepped right over the champagne and was just happy to move on with the rest of his evening. I have to wager if you're a guy who works the Long Island Railroad and it's what one in the morning at this point that you're that you're traveling back there. At least, yeah. So the 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 things that he steps over piles or puddles of. Champagne is easily the best thing it could be. Yeah, this is Julie's point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a little bubbly on the ground. Yeah. It's not urine. Yeah. He's fine with it. I mean, it. like, <laughs> anything that comes out of the human body is infinitely worse. And right, there's, exactly. That's def- like, no blood. Yeah. There's definitely a time where that guy stepped over a guy who was, like, bleeding and just been like, I'm going to just, just don't worry about your ticket. Like, it definitely see- happened. Seemably that, you know, champagne, it could have popped off and hit somebody, and then we could have had a blood and champagne incident. Yeah. We didn't. We just had a delightful little champagne incident. Exactly. He's probably like, whatever, some janitor is going to have to mop that up. I don't have to do with it anymore. Yeah. Not, it's not like they're not going through mopping up something sticky in every car for the rest of the night. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you for, for sharing. The, oh, uh, I try. The, <laughs> the, uh, the second thing we do on the show is a, a little bit of silly question and answer. Uh, it's mostly cold from the internet, Reddit, and other places. Um, just uh, dumb questions that I, I like to see how people react to. So the first and, and a favorite on the show is, uh, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? You're locked in sort of cage match you can't get out. Only the sure. victor can leave. Um. Definitely one horse-sized duck. I mean that. Okay. Is that a surprising answer? Well, it's it's interesting because we're about. I think you're bringing it closer to fifty-fifty split on the uh, on the horse-sized duck versus the duck-sized horses over the, uh, the the ten episodes. Well, when you first said it, I immediately thought horses because I've ridden horses since I was seven, so I figured that gives me some sort of yeah. one up somehow. Um, <laughs> you've knowledge of them. yeah, I can heal, walk, gallop, <laughs> you know, and then they would fall in order. Sure, sure. Mind me. But if they were untrained duck-sized horses, I feel like at some point, uh, I can fight off 70 of them, but there's still 30 of them, and they're just 
they're doing something to me. They're going to wear you down. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to pure number, and I just confuse one dumb, you know, mutated (laughs) duck-sized horse. Probably they're all mutated, really. Well, (laughs) I guess that's true. (laughs) It's all mutants in there with you. But I'm just picturing, like, little mini horses, like little Sebastians running around, (laughs) and obviously much smaller. Yeah, much um, smaller. But in, I somehow in my mind this this duck sized horse is much more mutated than the rest. I so gotcha. I can confuse him quickly and then just get a low blow in okay. there. Okay, we're good to go. Okay. Uh, what would what would you consider to be the greatest uh, fictional vehicle? Kip. Kip, right? Knight Rider. Oh, Kit. 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 Okay. Obviously, a big fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting choice to pick the show. You the, the one you don't actually know the name of. What are the other ones? Like any, fiction, like, any vehicle from all of fiction. Oh, see, I'm picturing. Uh, oh, and I'm also. Yeah, I also any, just assumed it had to be. No, any mode of travel. Of, you know, life. Any mode of travel. Any from any you know book, movie, television. Any mode of transportation. No, that's still old, old timey David Hasselhoff. I'm gonna. Have it to is. Go kit. You're going with Kit. Okay. Yeah. Why okay. not? Hey, it's your it's your fictional vehicle. You can choose whatever you want. If you were to found your own sovereign nation. Christopia, whatever you'd like to call it, <laughs> and then decide to participate in the Olympics because you're a sovereign nation. Sure. Uh, what would the national anthem of your country be? Ooh, has to be a, a already released song. Cause see, I thought you were gonna we we're gonna go sport wise, and um, obviously <laughs> our our we would specialize in um, human sized Jenga. Yes, but um, it's a story for another time, I suppose. Yeah, but. Pretty, probably pretty fly for a white guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's if that doesn't describe me in a nutshell, I don't know what does. So you're I, walking around with the flag and just waving as the offspring. Right. Goes. And everyone's gonna, everyone's looking at me and they, they know how how fly I am. <laughs> but I might, I don't know if I, I might have a 13 and a 31 tattooed just okay. to mix it up. You make, make sure it's, uh, you know, you, you cover both sides. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, okay. you know, I want to seem like I understand that, you know, I've figured out the flaws in the song and i've adjusted for it that's good yeah. I, I was expecting an rem song no i don't want to beat that dead horse <laughs> duck sized horse <laughs> duck sized dead horse um if you if you took away like flight laser vision like the super cool superpowers invisibility the ones that people always pick right but instead could have a more mundane superpower would make your life a little better but not something you could just stop doing what you're doing and then decide to you know do that for the rest of your life as, you know, if suddenly you had the gift of flight, like I don't think you'd go into work anymore. I, no, I, I right. think you'd feel yeah. so. So a totally mundane superpower. What would it be? Oh, that's that's tough. Um, I don't even have. See, all my first inclinations are all the super cool ones. Right. So probably the. I might talk a lot, a lot about music, but I really have no musical ability. Uh-huh. I think. I mean, I have this bongo drum that I've been <laughs> yelled at for not beat. Like I'm not allowed to actually play it, so it serves as my. <laughs> It's like a mini nightstand, um, <laughs> but my main musical expertise would be the recorder, ah. um, which I don't think we got past the first three. Like it was just G G B. We throw in an A or something. Sure, sure. So sure. Um, the so probably the ability of rhythm, maybe, okay. or just anything to where I could actually, you know, oh, you love music. So what? What do you play? The recorder. <laughs> Um, poorly yeah poorly <laughs> with some squeaks um i also can't sing so i meant so in sixth grade when we had our sixth grade graduation because in west virginia we did the k through six seven yeah. through nine ten through twelve thing that um isn't done anywhere ever anymore. no but um 
So when we had our sixth grade graduation, they had split everybody up into, like, there was the choir, and then, like, the fifth grade played the recorders for us, except yeah. for us, like, four rejects that didn't, <laughs> A, didn't want to sing, and B, probably just because we couldn't, yeah. and didn't want anybody finding it out. So I was in with all the fifth graders playing the recorder, and I remember distinctly, during graduation, they were all yelling at me, because I kept squeaking all over the place <laughs> during, like, knowledge of the learning song. And so um, I would really like to... But to fix that, it'd be a little bit better at anything musical. So just musical talent is what you just any for. anything okay. in general. Just to have an answer with what do you play? This something, <laughs> and here it is. Just I mean, prefer I would like to, like like I would like to be able to do some sort of percussion. Have my yeah bongo drum, and while making fun of all the the douchey drum circles, be like I can also do it better. <laughs> but as it is, I just just make fun of the amount of sadness. <laughs> If you were to take that and then decide to fight crime, what uh, fictional sidekick would you have to take with you? It doesn't have to be a superhero sidekick. It could be you know, a companion from a show or a sidekick from a show or a book or whatever. Who would be your crime-fighting partner? I think Bender from... That's a yeah, solid pick. Definitely Bender. Yeah, um, that's a really good pick. Because... I mean, he's. I mean, first of all, he's a, he's a robot. He's he's gonna bench it for me, and that oh, might, yeah. that's gonna be necessary at some point. Absolutely. Um, you know, might get a little distracting, but I need to be entertained at the same time. Sure. So I'm sure, like, I'll get him. Well, I guess getting him drunk is getting him sober. But yeah. you know, I'll I'll set him off just long enough to where he'll do something useful. But then, you know, it's just comically inept all yeah. the other times. So and yeah. I would prefer a little to mix it up a little bit. I mean, I don't. Who wants a showboat sidekick? No, no. You don't want Robin. No. But you don't want a showboater either. Yeah. So. That's a that's a solid pick. That's no, a solid you. pick. You. If you could stop one thing from being invented, what would it be? Like in the future, or that has already been invented? Already invented. You go back in time and stop an invention. Mm, yeah, that's tough. Um, let's see. What makes my life hell currently? See, because I feel like most people would say something like the Segway, but I love the Segway, and I want them <laughs> to be everywhere at all times. Um, the answers have varied. Some people take it very seriously, which is fine, and they choose something like you know the nuclear warhead. Or you know, nuclear nuclear oh, weapon wasn't going there at all. Right, <laughs> but but other people have gone completely silly and said things like a Segway or what have you. No, no. one's actually said Segway, but that that, that would That's be a definitely not my answer. I want to clarify that. <laughs> if this ever gets to any, you know, if I get an endorsement out of this, I would like some free Segway. <laughs> um, I think I would get the free Segway before you. Nope, no nope, offense nope. intended. Because um, it is my show. I'll unearth a video of I've actually played tennis on a Segway. So <laughs> you played uh, tennis on a Segway. That's right. Yeah. That's brilliant. And you would think it'd be hard. Once you get past the movement, you're just an, like a nine foot tall tennis player. It really <laughs> makes it easy getting over the net. Um, I mean, I guess I'll have to go with something that would make the world a better place at this point. Because um, I can't think of anything else. The unicycle was pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> okay. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, was that even practical before i mean because you had like the old timey bikes with the two little wheels and i mean you can see how that was the one big wheel the one little wheel right yeah like yeah. that was an evolutionary thing but i feel like some jackass was just like i'm such a good bicyclist at this point that now i'm gonna do this unicycle it's just it's just silly yes and but not i don't know in a purely attention showboaty way exactly not the where i look and i giggle and i it yeah. gives me some sort of comfort no it's just yeah it's, it's fairly showboaty and un- unnecessary yeah so my answer will be the unicycle okay uh if you were to be dropped into a glass cage it's 100 feet long it's 50 feet wide there's a thin layer of sand on the bottom with either a five foot tall 150 pound naked man who wants to kill you or a toddler with an ak-47 strapped to their hands 
Who would you rather be in there with? I guess the naked man, because guns frighten me, and I don't know how they work. And I feel <laughs> like that toddler probably knows more about that gun than I do. <laughs> and one of us is going to accidentally shoot the other. And I don't, A, want to be shot, and I really don't want to accidentally shoot a toddler. <laughs> so... I, that's that's an easy one. <laughs> uh, if you could live in a television universe, you would be a background player. You would just exist in it. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be like you're the star of the show. What TV universe would you want to live in? Uh, the Simpsons. Because they've got the greatest group of just extras. Like, you know, you've got the shows with the, with the few extras that you, you know, a little bit. I mean, you know, creased up naked deaf guy and the family guy is yeah. great. And there's a few of those, you know, examples and sure. a few in family guy even. But. The whole collection of The Simpsons is just so much. Like, everybody knows, you know, a few just side characters from The Simpsons that aren't necessarily. I mean, Ralphie, who doesn't love Ralphie? Yeah. But you can't say that Ralphie is necessarily integral to every storyline that they ever sure. do. Yeah. Um, I have a Ralphie shirt that my Vermont friends like to poke fun at because I'm Ralphie when I wear it, apparently, which they get confused with. I have a full head of very blonde hair. <laughs> Ralphie has a few thin brown hairs, and he is yellow. I'm not yellow myself. <laughs> so I don't necessarily see the correlation, but they do, and they just get a big old kick out of it. Um, we have a, a question coming up that involves time travel, and people always say, well, if I had a time machine, I'd have to do something important, like go kill Hitler. <laughs> but... Instead of actually going to kill Hitler, you get to send one of the Muppets. Which Muppet are you sending to go kill Hitler? Oh, yeah. Well, a little insight into my life. I um, I have a dog that I named after Fozzie Bear. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm a big, big Muppet person. That's my initial inclination. But I feel like that, while well, he might confuse and upset Hitler, he's he's... <laughs> He's not going to make it out. No. Fozzie's going down. So Animal would – Animal or the Swedish Chef. Okay. Uh, between the two, um, I think we'll go Swedish Chef because he actually has weapons. Yes. And he's – And human hands. Right. And he, well, right. And well, let's not get caught up in the human nature of the puppets. <laughs> That's not necessary. No, I mean the, the, the puppet, <laughs> no, the know, Swedish Chef, actually did human functional hands, which is a very – They're all help. very functional. They can, they can serve <laughs> – that's that's not my <laughs> chief worry. Okay, it's his whatever you know, large machete. Like, I got you. Um, you know, utensils. Yeah, yes. cle- thank you, cleaver. I also cook a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but I feel like you know, animal will get a few good shots in. I mean, he's got the drumsticks, but I think that can only take him so far. Sure, they're gonna they're both gonna have the wild movements, but um, but I believe the Swedish chef can get the job done in the end. So okay, we'll, we'll go Swedish chef. Okay. Uh, and the last question we have, also a little time travel. You're walking down the street. Doc Brown pulls up to you in the DeLorean. He throws the door open. And he says, Chris, I have this golden ticket. I can take you to any concert, any place, any when, any time. Where do you want to go? Who do you want to go see? It doesn't uh, have to be – you don't have to be like, I want to see the concert on XYZ date. If you know that, that's right. awesome too. But you could just say, I want to see this band at this formative period or whatever. Um, I mean, I want to I want to see Pink Floyd back in the day. Okay. So I want to see them at their, their height. Not – Post said Barrett, unfortunately. Okay. But, um, you know, the, the height of, I mean, it'd be great to see a reunion show now, but yeah. I want, you know, David Gilmore and Roger Waters in their 30s or 40s or okay. not. So I don't, I don't have a specific date or even a specific year, but just, you know, some point in the 70s like probably. Dark Sidey? Dark Sidey. Post Dark Side? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Because I'm, I'm more David Gilmore fan, so okay. I, yeah, I want less wall and more, and you can kind of see the wall thing now. So sure. I'd go, yeah, more Dark Sidey. Okay. Cool. Do a quick, very brief plug for, for uh, the first person to comment on <clears throat> Chris's episode, which will be posted uh, uh, probably on June 
I'm gonna, uh, 24th. Uh, first person to comment on it on the Adventure Pants Facebook page for the podcast will be eligible to get a free Adventure Pants sticker. Chris has one. You I have one for one. doing you, the guests. You they, want it. You they're pretty spectacular, so aren't they? Yeah. yeah I think so. So so that'll be that'll be the big celebration for the tenth uh, tenth episode. So if, if you if you're hearing this and it's Monday, jump on, see if you can win the sweet Adventure Pants sticker on the Adventure Pants Facebook page. You can probably resell it and get yourself a nice little profit. You probably that's could. Your, it's a, that's your I mean, frankly, it might be a collector's item because they'll probably, I'll probably tweak them as each generation comes, and this is this is a first generation adventure. Yeah, save it, make it vintage like the champagne. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a good call. I'm not. I'm just not even thinking. (laughs) So the last thing we do, we're gonna stick with a musical theme uh, on this particular episode, and we're gonna discuss uh, since Chris and I are both big music folks, um, favorite musical venues and and dream venue. So I'll throw it to you first. What's uh, what's what's your favorite venue? What's the coolest place you've seen live music? So I go back and forth to like the whole actual experience or or, or the context of it. So mm-hmm. I think actually during that uh, garden show, the REM garden show, he um, <clears throat> or he Mike Mills was up on stage and was talking about how he was just at uh, Tom Petty's show and then like they were talking. He was like, "This is really like America's place to go. This is America's rock music yeah. venue." And now that I've seen I've seen them there, I saw Neil Young there. Um, <laughs> I think that I, th- I mean I think that's that's the coolest in the sense of like indoor yeah. venues. Um, but I would go, I, there's a little place <clears throat> and maybe I'm just more fondly thinking of it from back in 2003 when I didn't really have yeah. as good of a context or knowledge base uh, of these types of places. But the Blossom Music Festival in Cuyahoga, Ohio okay. was always really cool because you really feel like you're sort of in the m- middle of like a little nature preserve and yeah. you go up and see um, and you're actually just all of a sudden at a, at a concert and as I'm saying that, thinking back to the Rothbury Music Festival where I was at was actually really badass too because they have this really um, well when you're slightly inebriated, <laughs> the, um, they call it their I forget what they call but it's like this forest where it's just yeah. all very confusing and you need to just have your you need to know where your people are at all times where you get lost in this hippie forest of okay. all just um, you know it's just trees and and hammocks everywhere. But what was cool about there is that you could really rage in the night because it's right on the um, the line of the central and eastern time zones. So okay. the sun was setting at like 11 p.m. And so it didn't even feel like the night started till about midnight and you could really just go on all night. So wow, yeah. I don't I guess that didn't really answer the question. <laughs> but uh, those three are, are popping out of my mind. Okay. And I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Like, if you could, I mean, you're not going to combine the inside with the outside. No. But, you know. Whatever your your time of year, whatever yeah. your sort of situation is, I think those are that's what I look for at least. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, the indoor outdoor thing is a cool idea. Like, a, I always go back to the Theater of Living Arts in Philadelphia. It's really small; it only holds like nine hundred people. And I saw a couple of bands there that like I just happened to see them before they bit got a little bit bigger. Like, I saw a John Butler Trio there way back when I was in high school, and it wasn't like I was cool and on the cutting edge. It was like a friend was like, "Hey, we have an extra ticket to a show. You want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, I love music. It's fair shit in the woods." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is 10 bucks okay and yeah. so it happened to be this band who was really good and then we were all kind of blown away by it and then they got bigger but it's so cool that like that venue is so cool and it, i don't know how much it would cost to see a real band play there like right, i yeah. assume the tickets would end up being hundreds of hundred dollars so you gotta make something right like right yeah like if fish decided to just drop in and play a set at the tla it's gonna be six hundred dollars a ticket or right, something yeah but it would be worth it because the venue is so cool. But on the other end, on the outside one, uh, the Gorge outside Seattle, Washington is by far the coolest place I've ever You've been. You've been there? Yeah. See, I've, see, I've never been there. I've yeah. I've heard 
the great story. It's magical. Too, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 there. It's a natural rock canyon, and uh, there the the seating area is there's a small seating area and an enormous lawn. Like the lawn is probably I'm making up the numbers, but the lawn is probably twenty thousand of of That's the cool. of the yeah. thirty or so. It's probably twenty thousand in the lawn, and it's just this giant expanse of lawn. But the coolest part about it is. And uh, my brother took me when I graduated high school as a graduation present, took me and uh, my friend Jeff. And um, you walk a pretty long ways from the gate to where this, the venue actually is. And you're walking and it's this slight uphill. And he was like, I can't wait for us to hit the top of this hill because that's the coolest part. And right. to like watch you guys have that experience for the first time like I did. And it's amazing. Like You hit the top of the hill and it's all – you're at the very top of the lawn and just kind of looking out over – the just amazing just rock formation and the sun kind of you know starting to set and it's just absolutely beautiful it's just mind-boggling so we took some new people uh jeff's little brother eric and some other friends we went out uh this past year and it was like you know like almost like you wanted to run ahead and like watch everybody else come up the hill sure. so you could see that look on their face of just like I can't even process how awesome this is. But the bands come out like right as the sun is setting. And so, you know, the sun's just starting to, the sky's turning purple and pink and gorgeous. Right, and yeah. then the band starts playing music. It's, it's pretty fantastic. So I, I always say, we always said, we all said when we were there, like I'd come see like a gospel choir. Like I, I like it wouldn't matter. Like it wouldn't matter. I would see it here. Like I, so that's, that's definitely my, uh, that's my cool. favorite place on earth as far as seeing live music. Do you have a, a, a spot in mind that's your like, you know, I have never seen a show there, but I'd love to see a show. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's way more. I'm sure there's better places, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, like something historic that's been shut down, like the old, yeah. the old Fillmore, like the real one. There wasn't like 16 Fillmores throughout yeah. the country. Yeah. Um, but mine, just because it's still present day, and you can see a lot of pictures of it, and along the you know the same vein yeah. of the gorge would be Red Rocks. Okay. I've never been there, mm-hmm. but I mean, you. I don't know how the I assume the rocks work really well for the acoustics and yeah. everything, but just purely just looking at you know watching a video of a show from there, just looking at the pictures, it yeah. looks amazing. Oh yeah. Um. So I would like to do that, and it's kind of you know it's nice that I think that's probably a dream I can actually realize. Yeah. Pretty easily. It's just a matter of finding a band to play. Right. There. The band and the money. Yeah. And all that, but yeah. yeah. So I can I can tackle those someday. So, yeah. I mean that it's currently my dream. It might not be so pie in the sky, but you know. It's good to have attainable goals. I know it is every <laughs> once in a while, right? Yeah. Since you said Red Rocks, uh, which will be on my list for sure of places that I'd love to go see, and, and hopefully one day, it's just a matter of, like you said, finding the right band. Uh, mine is also just a matter of finding the right band. I've never seen a show at Madison Square Garden, and I feel yeah. like it's something that uh, that I should do. So check that box. And see, it was even, and I saw, I guess, I saw him at his rockiest, but I mean, past Ariane, like Neil Young, I saw him with Crazy Horse, and that yeah. was really fun too. So just I, about like six months ago, yeah, right? not okay. not long ago. So it, it's so I feel like, you know, you don't have to. You could see any number of bands there, and it works really well for yeah. them. And I, but I've actually I've never seen a sporting event there either. So I think of Madison Square Garden completely in the musical context. Which yeah, kind of weird actually to think about. So. Yeah, I actually have spent I've went to a Flyers Rangers game yeah. there years ago, but I've never seen it for music. And I, I I don't know that I would go to a band that would get the bounce that they always talk about with the fish shows. How like that building is built on suspension, yeah. so it physically bounces like a trampoline when everybody starts rocking. I don't know if I would see a band that would get that to happen, but I think that would be at the same time awesome and terrifying awesomifying oh, something yeah, like awesome. that yeah because there's the um did that happen in either show you were at no but i think we were t- probably too far away to really or okay. i didn't feel it but um i've got a we're what the two night off 
show of uh, Pearl, when Pearl Jam did there yeah. a few years ago, and they were actually, they got, that scared them until yeah. the next day. They're like, so we found out that just happens here, <laughs> and we won't freak out this time, yeah. and end the show slightly early, Yeah, apologize. Yeah. So we're going to bring it tonight. Tell yeah. your friends last night, sorry, we figured out what, you know, we figured out how that all works. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but it's not even the best for acoustic. Like I can't even vouch like it was acoustically amazing Ooh. or anything. And but you don't care. Like you still walk away and you're like, that was amazing. Sure, it probably could have sounded a little bit better somewhere yeah. else. But I mean, like you say with the gourd, I mean, whole different thing of the ambiance and bringing in the surroundings. Right. But it's 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 the whole experience. Sure. Of, of being in Madison Square Garden and yeah. seeing one of your favorite bands. Or I'm thinking, you know, not even favorite bands, but I mean, I love Neil Young. But I was, you know, I don't know how many more times I have the chances to see him. So right. I'm gonna go see him. I want to say I saw him in Madison Square Garden. And yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Do you have a Do you have a least favorite? Do you have a, like a worst venue you've ever been to? Well, I was thinking about that and um. I was my first thought was the North Charleston Coliseum where I've seen Panic a couple of times just because uh-huh. it's just it's just sort of blasé and yeah. there's nothing really necessarily horrible about it just yeah. it's not great but then I remembered back to and I've seen a number of basketball games there but <laughs> um, which works sort of below average for that even yeah but um, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was in sixth um, sixth grade at the Charleston West Virginia Civic Center uh-huh. which is not where you want to see <laughs> any sort of why were they band. at the Charleston Civic Center I don't know to this day like, like even what, Tool came through and played in Huntington somewhere and like, so, like it's sixth grade for you uh, what's that what year is that that like, is 99 so that's it was, like it was Californication. Yeah, tour. that's like a huge peaky you would think that was yeah were they like trying to hit small towns on purpose I don't I mean, it's not a, it's not a overly small town. I mean, but it, I mean, I would have, yeah, like, it's I would, not I would, New York. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you'd think the Chili Peppers at that play, they're playing like D.C., New York, L.A., Philadelphia, sure. San Francisco, like like major, major, major cities with you know two or three night stands and fifty thousand people a night or something. Yeah, and I don't remember the enough of the context of it if they were st- if. If they toured slightly before Californication, they're yeah. building up the. I mean, Maybe, you know, they sort yeah. of had their resurgence with that. And sure, that's sure. how it was, or it was just so big at that point that they played anywhere and everywhere. Um, but it, we all found it strange that yeah. there was that they played, and but so we went. I mean, it was still it was a cool as far as first real concert. I mean, my first technically my first concert was a um, a dare concert in which Casey and the Sunshine Band came to play for the high school across town wow which was awesome poor Casey and, right, and the Sunshine and, Band yeah awesome in the sense of just that's a fun story to tell and yes. think about that what how was sad is that was Casey and the Sunshine Band yes I'm 26 right now in 2013 <laughs> this was in 1998 yeah. um, at a high school yeah. venue in Parkersburg West that Virginia that's so sad I just <laughs> yeah. want to hug them retroactively like it's all okay yeah and it it's was actually okay. the, I mean you wrote boogie shoes it's okay <laughs> And your life is better than this. It's and not to get all like pompousy. High school, our school was better, but like they, we even put them at the second rate high school in the second rate <laughs> facility. Like, as far, I mean, you can get in between. My high school is better, but like as far as the gym, that was the worst gym. I mean, we at least have like a decent sized field house in my school, yeah. but apparently we couldn't be bothered with housing. Like Casey and the Sunshine we will have no show. boogie shoes in this right. in this school. No boogie shoes. We're saving this for George Bush's. <laughs> trip here in a few years like that happened <laughs> he has but, to be the one who takes its takes his special spot yeah so i don't somehow so <laughs> i would say the high school gym but i don't feel like that's that's not really yes it's not a real answer i yeah. don't know that they're gonna do that again so <laughs> right um, yeah the charleston civic center is just not impressed like hell they can't even put you watch a basketball game because west virginia marshall plays there every every year yeah and the 
the Rams that they have is so hor- like the game never gets above like fifty to sixty points for one team. It's yeah. just they can't even make basketball work well in there. <laughs> so I mean, it's nice. I mean, the, the town needs that facility. But yeah, it's. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, wouldn't, you're dying to see the chili peppers. I drive a couple more hours. Okay. And save your money and the, go somewhere better. The one that comes to mind immediately for me as a as a just a not a great venue is also a basketball arena. The uh, George Mason Patriot Center oh, in yeah. Virginia. Have you ever been there? No, but people actually play there. But like, oh yeah, right I, yeah. That, well, it's I think what it is is that the company that has the 930 Club and Merriweather, like they're in like oh, a yeah. partnership. I think they don't have an indoor venue because I'm pretty sure the the, the where you ought to grow the 930 play. Club at some point. You got to put them right, right. right. Yeah. And I think the cap where the Capitals play. I can't remember the name of that building. The Verizon. Verizon. Yeah, yeah the Verizon. Uh, that I believe is a clear channel venue, so they don't want to. Oh, so okay. it's like our way of like keeping the like you play with us, stay with us. Don't right, go to the yeah. evil clear channel. But they put them in the Patriot Center, which holds I think like fifteen thousand. And it chucks a ball center that's sure. old, and it was built before Mason had their big Final Four run and everything. Yeah. So I'm sure they have more money now, but at I'm, the time they definitely yeah. don't think for their you know large impressive sports venue. So yeah. I imagine it's on par with what we have. Right, but the thing that they have there is that it's like those seats are all old. The 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 sides of the venue are very steep, which is probably cool for sports because you probably feel like you're right on top of a basketball game. But when you're watching a concert. You're pretty. The stage is at one end, and you're tilted down to the floor, which means you're like doing a like this weird body twist that I'm acting out in front of Chris, as if you guys can see <laughs> it's me. It's very impressive. But you have to like le- you're basically like leaning forward and twisting your body 45 degrees to watch the show all night, which is, gets to be uncomfortable. And if you're trying to stand, there's just no room between the, the seats because they expect you to be seating, seated the whole time, seated the whole time. Excuse me. So you're standing in a very confined space, and as soon as people start to dance, you're just getting smashed with elbows. I've seen, I saw. Um, Tenacious D there on the floor, okay. which was fine because that was just like a general mission right. mush. But it's really expensive to get the GA seats for most bands, so I haven't done it since. Seeing the Killers there, and I saw Mumford and Sons there, and both times it's just like I just wish this was anywhere else, like anywhere else. I wish it was outside of Merriweather in the cold. Like this is just venue, like acoustically it sucks, comfort wise it sucks. The bathroom lines are always really long because there's not enough of them. Like yeah. this is just terrible all around. Suck, just a big concrete hellhole. I'm sure it's a yeah, and to the bathroom makes me think like at our basketball arena when you go in like the doors are literally two feet tall so like you're just standing you i mean you can't see what you don't want to see but you yeah. can literally just have full conversations with everyone in a stall because <laughs> the doors are only coming up maybe just slightly like below your chest line and, and i'm a short guy so yeah. look at it, it, it's just the most awkward thing so I'm, I'm picturing all the horrible things that we have to go through yeah just for a you know a Nobody cares about basketball games. You right. don't want to go see one yeah. of your favorite bands there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just it's not the right venue for it. Chris, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Um, to be here. If you guys enjoy, please check us out uh, iTunes and Stitcher. And please, if you take a second to rate the show on iTunes, it helps me out. It helps you out. It helps other people see the show. You can also uh, join us on Facebook and like uh, Adventure Pants, the podcast. Thanks so much. And remember, folks, wherever you go, whatever you do, when you adventure... Don't forget your adventure pants.